Welcome to Doom. I'm your host, Timmy Doom. This is New Comics. And I'm just talking about some comic books that were on the shelf between uh, the weeks of May 1st and May 7th, 2013. First up, Iron Man number 9 from Marvel Now Universe. Um, What's to say about it? I like it. I like it overall. I recommend it. It's a... I got it because the cover looked cool. It says the origin of Tony Stark and it had a baby with a uh, Iron Man helmet on. But it was the old school Iron Man helmet. And it looked like it wasn't sized for the baby. So it's a, a, a grown man's helmet on the baby. That's actually child abuse. But for some reason, that cover appealed to me. Uh, things that irked me about the cover. Things that irked me about this comic book. The fact that one of the variants for that cover had Deathpool. Instead, I mean, instead of a baby with the Iron Man helmet, it had. I almost picked up the one that had the baby with the Deathpool mask on it. Why? Deathpool is fine in his comic. I don't want to see him in anybody else's comic. It doesn't matter. Actually, he's not in this story at all. He's so far from being in this story. But he, they have him on a cover. That's what you, that oversaturation of the character. That's why people hate. Deadpool now because of the oversaturation. I don't care if this is his anniversary. Uh, I don't know if it is. I don't know the reason why there's a variant cover with Deadpool. But that's annoying. The story itself is cool. But um, the other thing that irked me about (laughs) it is just the title. It's called The Origin of Tony Stark Prologue. Which tells you this is going to go on and on. This storyline is probably going to be at least six or seven issues and it's called the prologue it should be called part one because at the end this comic uh ends off on a cliffhanger kind of and uh what do i like about it i like the fact that it takes place in outer space it's um one of the mar- so you of course you're going to probably see some tertiary uh marvel galaxy characters i don't know what they call oh cosmic marvel that's what they call it uh you know, anybody who's in the, the space universe, uh, Lalandra, which is Professor X's girlfriend, who else is in there? There's Nova, the um, Guardians of the Galaxy, any anybody like that, the alien races like Badoon, Kree, Skrull. Here, I only saw a few of them. There's probably gonna, they're probably going to end up going through all of them by the time the series is over with. Basically, I like it because I like that intergalactic shit. Um, with lots of aliens and stuff. As a matter of fact, I was going to compare this to Star Wars. It is the beginning of Star Wars. It's the beginning of Star Wars. You know, with it, it, I mean, at least it goes starts out in that direction, like a lot of intergalactic type uh, rip off of Star Wars, where the main character he's looking for somebody. In this case, uh, Iron Man is looking for an an, an android, a sentient creatures i guess he's something like brainiac he's called 451 and this is requisite with a character warning him in this case is peter quill star lord from guardians of the galaxy telling him uh don't you know any man woman or child uh who can get a hold of you 
if you know, because he's Tony's out in space and he's looking for, he's going through these seedy parts of space, like where Lobo, <laughs> the the worlds of Lobo. Imagine someplace Lobo is like, or actually Tatooine. That's why this is like Star Wars. He goes to Tatooine. I'm gonna call it Tatooine, the Tatooine bar, uh, and he with all the different aliens from all different segments of the galaxy. That's basically what it is, the Star Wars bar. Uh, and Star-Lord warns him before he goes looking for 451. Uh, he says, there's not a man, woman, or mech here that wouldn't kill you for the paint on your armor. Uh, Tony Stark has a badass suit. Uh, remember that. <laughs> okay. But and, 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 and nobody else around here so far has power to match Iron Man. But he goes to this bar looking for Han Solo so he can, he can go find Darth Vader. Um, in this case, Han Solo is Death's head, who I haven't seen since the early 90s. And I guess it's nice, you know, that they brought the character back. I like stuff like that, you know, bring back old characters. Because I used to read Death's Head's comics. And I'm not sure what Death Head, what he was supposed to be back then. But now he's a bounty hunter, because I forgot about those comics. Now he's a bounty hunter, like Han Solo type. As a matter of fact, he's introduced in the fashion of Han Solo, where some bounty hunter is coming to get death's head and try to kill him. And death's head shoots him, shoots him first. It's, I mean, it's such a ripoff of the beginning of star Wars. I mean, I know there's tropes, but it's not necessary. I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, Iron Man and death's head team up to go find four fifty one, And there's twists and turns at the end of it. And there's a nod to one of the, characters who who is always in um the iron man movies at the end at the very end and yeah it's in, kind of intriguing and and it gets into why the thing is called the origin of tony stark i like it i recommend it i love the art by dale Eaglesham, and the writing's okay by um gillian something i forgot the guy the writer's name it's gillian curran or something like that so yeah, I recommend Iron Man uh, number nine. Then there was the Indestructible Hulk by Mark Wade. You can't go wrong with Mark Wade and Walter Simonson. These <laughs> Walter Simonson from the eighties, and uh, he's the guy who did Thor. He's he did a lot of things, but he's very famous for his Thor run in the eighties. And the art looks just like that. And it, I guess that's okay because this takes place. Uh, um, in not Asgard, but one of those Jutenham or whatever, where the frost giants are at, and it's Hulk and his team versus these frost giants and Thor. Except it's not, it's not the Thor. <laughs> Basically, it's perfect for Walter Simonson because it's Thor from back in the days. Um, the Hulk, if you don't know, he's has a team of he works with shield and he has a team of shield scientists and i didn't read the issue before this but somehow they ended up um in jutenham and they were looking at they, i don't i forgot what they're looking for well, i didn't care because it was just a nice a lot of action a lot of fighting thor had i mean sorry hulk had thor's hammer thor was acting basically he's acting like he used to act back in the 70s and early 80s he's he's a lot it's a lot more brighter it's a he his character is kind of like he was in the movie you know kind of like yeah bring on the winches and bring on 
the you know battles and fighting and all that stuff. So I enjoyed this comic a lot, and I like you know Maria Hill is in it, and Coulson is in this. So I like all the stuff that reminds you of the movies, and it's a lot of you know a lot of this is a lot of adventure from two story angles from Shield, and then and then we go back and forth between the Shield helicarrier and uh, Hulk and his team, and they're stuck. They're stuck. They're stuck in. Um, Jutenheim or wherever it is, one of the nine worlds, but not even in this time. They're in, you know, they're out 20 years ago. And actually, this is the Thor didn't know who the fuck who Hawk was, so they went way back. I mean, Thor was is like Thor was meeting Hawk for the first time. So I rec I recommend Indestructible Hawk. That sounds. This is Hawk is my boy anyway, you know. So I'm partial to him. Then uh, what are some other stuff I read? I read the Action Comics. I believe is number twenty. Uh, hated it. Okay, and it was written by Andy Diggle. By the way, does anybody know if Diggle is Andy Diggle or the character Diggle? If anybody's reading Green or not reading, watching Arrow, the CW series. There's a character in there called Diggle, and I'm I'm thinking that he was named after Andy Diggle, who writes for DC a lot, including this, he, in, including Action Comics. And Andy Diggle took over for Morrison, and it just Andy Diggle. He's the one who takes over when like really good writers leave, like Warren Ellison or. Grant Morrison or anybody who's like really fucking cool, they get Andy Diggle to take over. That's such a because he, he he does a good facsimile. He doesn't do a good facsimile. He does a facsimile of them. Okay, but it's just like if you were having, if you were eating, what, oh, drinking Coca Cola. Okay, and then you drink Cola all the time, Coke all the time with that that red can with the swish on it, with the with the white wave on it. But then one day your mom brings home cola, and that's Andy Diggle for when he takes over for somebody like Grant Morrison. And what is this? Oh, it's, it's just a weak story where uh, Superman teams up with this scientist to take out some creatures who make people into zombies. And Lex Luthor is involved, and I don't, I don't care. I don't care. And this, of course, is only part two of probably a several part story that's not interesting it was just it was just fighting slamming people in the machines tearing stuff up beating stuff up not interesting at all um, and the woman is more of a superhero here the scientist that that Superman teams up with she does more heroic stuff than Superman she saves his ass a bunch of times uh, let's see here Ooh. Trying to go to the Phantom Stranger. I've been wanting to read this, and I hate that I started with issue eight, even though it's uh, Dan DeDio who's writing it. With <laughs> I, I, I still was going to give it a chance, but okay, kind of a good thing that I did jump on now because the deal was writing the early issues alone, and I don't trust that. But this issue, he has help from somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. The um, J.M. Demetis, he 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 helped the deal write this. 
and basically is def- from the last issue fandom stranger was dead and uh, the justice league dark <laughs> which uh, includes among its roster now frankenstein because i guess his <laughs> his series got went kaput so they said okay well people kind of like him enough that maybe if we put him in justice league dark we'll get a little more uh readers on justice league dark actually is justice league dark still a, a thing it should be i hope it is because I want to I want to catch up and read it, uh, but oh, they got all kinds of you know has-beens here. You got Rose and Thorn, and then you got of course my favorites, everybody's favorite, Dead Man, Constantine, and uh, Zatanna, and Phantom Stranger is dead, and they get somebody they get Hell's version of Night Nurse to help bring him back. Meanwhile, because we go back between them trying to save his life and him uh, dealing with somebody called a Sin Eater who is going to take a Phantom Stranger to task for his sins. And, of course, it's one of those red herring things where you're like, if Phantom Stranger really do this bad thing that Sin Eater is accusing him of, and, of course, he did yeah, he did it, but he, he did it. It was totally heroic, and Sin Eater was supposed to make him feel fucking bad but there's a reason why sin eater is calling him to task for this thing he did in the past of course like i said it was a very it was a big thing that he did but it was it's like of course he was not in the wrong he was in the right to do what he did and and it gives you a little insight to his character i thought it was okay i thought it was okay because you know that they wasn't going to have him basically they accused him of doing what King David did in the Bible because I remember this Bible story from when I was a kid. King David, <laughs> uh, of course, he's the king, but he was in love with I think it was Beth Sheba, and she but she was married to one of his uh, top his top soldiers. Uh, she so she was she was already betrothed to somebody else. So what he did, uh, start a war and send that soldier out as a general, knowing. Or on the front line knowing that guy was going to die so he could take his wife. And I don't know why I thought of that. But that's kind of what they accuse Phantom Strangers of doing something like that. Taking somebody's wife and children. But of, like I said, of course, there's an explanation as to why. And uh, let me see how far I am in the series. I mean, I'm serious in this episode. Okay, I'll do one, one or two more. What else do we have here? Maybe I won't because I think I did everything already. Oh, Hawkeye, number 10. Uh, Yeah, it was all right. Everybody, I've only read issue one and this issue, issue number 10. Issue one was cool. It wasn't nothing to blow you away, but it was cool because it was just like, of course, you know, I'm a sucker for done in one stories, meaning self-contained stories. It's not, it wasn't a six-parter. And I do want to read everything in between the first issue and this issue but this issue you know didn't blow me away either it was the the girl hawkeye is <laughs> centered around her basically meeting the guy at the party and he charms the hell out of her but we see we know that this guy is a hitman because we see his origins of how he became a hitman and he's not a good guy but he woos her but the thing that um takes that the thing that because you know she's going to be heading for a fall when she 
<laughs> once she f- finds out who this guy is, because I guess he, he probably wants to harm her and Hawkeye because he follows her home and he, you know, he sees that she's like under the tutelage of Hawkeye, but he's a cold blooded killer. You know why I don't feel sorry for her? You know why this sucks? Because after at the party, uh, when he woos her and talks about, how, you know, how I approach all he does is like give her some really corny lines and she's falling for him. I'm like, ain't you supposed to be a superhero, like a cool collective superhero? And then when she asks him at the end of their conversation, uh, that is like a two hour conversation. She asks, where are you from? And he says, I came from hell. When somebody says they came from hell. Okay. And you get hurt later on by them. I don't feel sorry for you. Okay. This story was lackluster to me and you know i hate to say it but I, i'm gonna go and try to try out some of the other uh hawk man and i will get back with you and see if there's something you know worth reading this other story i kind of wanted to do by you know by itself but forget it no i'm gonna do it now the movement this is the one i wanted to two i was looking forward because these are the type, type of stories i, I want to uh, talk about on the show. I would I would like to just do a show where I just talk about comic books like this. Comic books that are supposed to have some kind of social message or, you know, or have a point of view, a political point of view. Or comics that are so, you know, radical in their in their uh, stance that I can, you know, chew on that. I can chew on that. I like comics that try to be political, controversial, whatever. And this is one of the two that are coming out. <laughs> the Movement from DC Comics. Uh, written by Gail Simone, who's a badass writer. I love her. But the other one that's going to come out is called uh, The Green Team. which I did a review a long time ago. I shouldn't mention it because I don't have it in this on this new website. I don't have it and I don't have it up anymore. I did the uh, review with Xanti's Fire. So, yeah, that was all a mistake. It was a mistake for me to mention that episode. It was a mistake for me to uh, do any episodes with Xanti's Fire. Xanti's Fire is a mistake. Uh, he's a poster child for contraception. But the green team, they redid it. And, of course, that's supposed to be the one percenter comic talking about, you know, the the rich guys. And to, talk, and to come to think of it, the original Green Team were a bunch of kids. We thought it was going to be cool like Richie Rich. We all like Richie Rich, right? The Green Team were a bunch of asshole kids. I mean, something about that comic. I got to re, re-review that comic. Those those kids were fucking assholes. Okay? They they deserve for somebody to pull them out their penthouses, beat their asses, and take their wealth. And just overdo That'll make you want to overthrow the government. People like that are allowed to be rich. So, I look forward to the new green team but in the meantime we got the movement which it opens up good okay it was basically some cops some corrupt cops trying to take advantage of their job and abuse people in the street and the way i hate when they do this in comics where you know the inner city people who are involved in this situation is most likely going to be a black person or some other minority but they make it a white they make them all white people so but it's like no you know it's black people and in this case it's not the black person isn't doing anything wrong well no actually they're really not they're just like street 
kids and they're two white blonde kids and they're harassed by a black officer and a white officer. So right there, they kind of took the tooth out of it, the teeth out of it. But I like the sentiment of cops, corrupt cops who get theirs from the movement. The movement shows them (laughs) what's what. I mean, they expose uh, these two corrupt cops, of course, but they don't get beat or hurt. They expose them um, with media on the Internet, which gets on the news. And the main characters here, we got uh, with the movement. We don't really meet them. We meet them very quickly at the end. But the characters that we follow the most is the chief, the captain, the police captain, who's a black guy. And he seems like he's a good guy. Uh, but they just make him look foolish in this. They make him look stupid in it. And I don't like that because he's like a good guy. He doesn't, he finds out about those two cops and he tries to get them fired. But people say, oh no, you can't do that because, you know, you, you, there's too many. What, what does the guy say? He says, uh, since hand since the handover to the city council these cops have a right to ask for arbitration unless proof of felony has been established which it has been established because they got him on videotape now i don't like that shit and so they make this cop who has good intentions just make him look like um incompetent then they uh introduce a supernatural element to it which i don't get and i don't like because uh, i mean you got these you know you got these uh kind of anarchist kids not anarchists you know, really left-leaning kids who want to be superheroes for the the community but then you got the exorcist in the middle of that i'm like the huh but the art is banging well i get back to the art later um yeah i i, I like the story but i just didn't like that supernatural element and then I don't like the fact that the one of the superhero girls from the movement is basically she said she's like, your cops suck. So you this part of this neighborhood, you got to get out of you get your cops out of here. And she was kind of seeming like he was she was kind of intimidating him because they was kicking the cops ass. Kick, I mean, kicking the cops, their asses, he was beating all their asses. But and she basically is saying, fuck you, Captain get the fuck out of here and you think she's like that because she doesn't know the captain that he's a nice guy but she knows all about him she knows she's like yeah your wife's cheating on you by the way and it's like damn they just it's inter- it, I hate it she's an asshole she's an asshole okay and she's, I think she's kind of like the phoenix you know uh, Jean Grey's phoenix not even the Marvel girl part but the phoenix part she's a dick Okay, but I I want to see more. I think I want to see more of this before I judge too far because um oh yeah um well what I just say read read the comic judge for yourself. I have to the jury's still out on this one because I don't like the movement so far. I like the cop, you know the the police captain more than I like them. So this. What do I recommend? I re- I recommend most of the comics that I re- read, except for the Superman comic, uh, action comics. I don't recommend that the Andy Diggle comic. Skip that. Anyway, so this has been Doom. I want to thank y'all for joining me. Uh, this has been New Comics. I'll try to come back soon with some more new comics. Lord willing. Until next time. Oh, check out ZoomCast.blogspot.com. That's the website. Join 
Doom's Facebook. Come on, y'all, do me that favor. Click like on Doom Facebook, and I have a I have the links at the website at the Doomcast website, and look out for the new show Doom, which is not only going to be on the Doomcast network, uh, it's also going to be should be on Jackalope Radio and um, Geek Juice. But I'll let you know when that comes out, and that is the monthly Doom show. Not Doomcast, but Doom with myself and uh, Josh Hadley of of Jackalope Radio and uh, Lost in the Static and Radio Drome and all this other cool stuff. So, yeah, and I'll ha- I'm going to also have a another episode with him to introduce you to to Josh. I and he I did a couple episodes with him before on the old show. So, yeah, like I said, until next time. Keep an eye on on the website, and I will see you. Peace.